Welcome to Things We Should Have Learned in Nursing School, where I fill the gap between what you learned in school and what you actually need to know to be successful as a nurse. I'm your host, Rachel Murray, RN, neonatal nurse practitioner, professional development trainer, and SoCal transplant who's a Midwesterner at heart. I'm so glad you're here. Now, grab some coffee, get out of those scrubs, and let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Things We Should Have Learned in Nursing School. So today we're going to just jump right into it. We're going to talk about a lesson that I learned about 20 years ago that's really stayed with me ever since then. My hope is that at the very least, this episode makes you think differently about the parts of your nursing career that you don't like. And hopefully for some of you, it might even help push you to make changes that could have a huge impact for the better on your career, as it did with mine. So this episode was born 20 years ago um, from a day that I had in my labor and delivery slash postpartum rotation. So back then, this was in the summer of 2003, I was headed into my senior year of nursing school, and I was, as I just mentioned, in my L&D slash postpartum rotation. And at that time in my life, if you had asked me, where I saw my nursing career going, I would probably have said something like, oh, maybe adult cardiology or ER or something like that. I would never, ever, ever have said that I would land in the NICU because at that time, the narrative in my head was that I did not like babies. I did not. I really can't stress enough how much I felt like I disliked them. I remember just random conversations with my college friends. You know, somehow babies would come up. I'm, you know, I'm not sure how, but it was always like, oh, I don't like them. They, why, you know, they cry all the time. They're noisy. They all look the same. They're not that cute. I don't know, whatever I would have said, things like that, right? And I just really didn't like them. So I went into clinical. Um, on the first day. And actually, I think our rotation was only like two, maybe three days of clinical for some reason. But at any rate, so it was short and sweet, um, but obviously very powerful lesson for me. Um, so the first day I walked into our clinical rotation and I remember getting put in the OR. And it wasn't my job to do anything. I wasn't, you know, working with a patient or anything. I was basically just standing there observing. And, um, it's interesting, actually. It was the first time that I had ever smelled the cautery machine. I'm not even sure what they call it necessarily in the OR, um, but what they use to cauterize the blood vessels. You know, there's sort of like a burning smell to it, as you can imagine. And still to this day, when I'm in the OR for a C-section and I smell that smell, I'm instantly transported back to that day when I first smelled it. It was really, you know, pungent and um, new to me and just like a memory that stands out to me. And I remember kind of watching the whole thing and being like, okay, actually, this is kind of cool. Interesting. Um, and that was sort of it. Then I kind of, you know, went about my day um, and didn't think a whole lot of it. And then the next day came, and I believe this was my last day on the rotation. I was working with a nurse in postpartum. We were in the newborn nursery, and I remember doing an assessment on a baby and telling the nurse, 
in a really kind of nonchalant way that the baby's temperature was low. And she, (laughs) at least my perception, is that she freaked out. Now, the poor nurse, she's not here to defend herself. In all honesty, her reaction was probably much more appropriate. Like I said, mine was very nonchalant, and I think she understood appropriately the importance of a low temperature on a baby. Clearly, I did not. So she was like, we've got this and that and the other thing. And I thought, oh, whoa, okay. Um, I must be missing something here. So at, at the end of that whole kind of scenario, she sat down with me. And she educated me. We talked about temperatures. We talked about babies. She, you know, talked to me about why it was so important and why a low temp in a newborn is or can be a really big deal. And this was the moment that I had a huge realization. Huge. In that moment, after she explained to me what I was missing, I realized, oh, I don't dislike babies. I'm just afraid of them. I'm afraid of them because I don't understand them. This constant narration that I had in my head was instantly turned upside down. I had been feeling fear and selling myself on the idea that what I was really feeling was dislike. I don't like babies. In fact, what I was feeling was fear. And that's what I really didn't didn't like. And what's so interesting when I look back on that is that, you know, the problem that would have arisen for me by that logic, if I'd really sort of followed that logic of like, well, I'm, I don't understand this thing and therefore I don't like it, is that I would have never done anything new. Right. If it play, if you let it just play out the way it naturally would play out is that if I didn't understand something and then I told myself I didn't and I was afraid of it, but I was selling myself on the idea that actually I just didn't like it, then I would never have sought out something that was new and that I didn't understand, which for me means that I would never have landed in the NICU, ever. Well, I mean, we never really know how life will happen, but I probably would not have landed in the NICU. And this niche for me has been like so magical, for lack of a better word. I mean, that's really how I feel about my experience having worked with newborns for 20 years. I've loved it. You know, there are some nurses out there who could or still can, you know, work with a lot of different types of patients, a lot of different settings, and they like them all. And that's lovely. And it's great that we have a lot of nurses who are so versatile. I'm not sure that I'm one of them. I'm not sure that I would have stayed in nursing had I not found the niche that I love so much. And I think that this is something that's operating for other people, not just me, more than we might realize. So for example, so many times in my career, I've heard from new nurses or students that will say things like, well, you know, I really don't want to work in the NICU because I don't want to deal with the parents. And I think, oh my God, but the parents, like they're so, they're great. And I mean, personally, I love it. But I think what people mean sometimes when they say something like that is, well, um, I don't feel super comfortable with the emotion of it. I don't know how to communicate with them. It seems like a scary dynamic. I'm uncomfortable. It's, it's, I don't know what to do with it. So I don't like it. Well, what I hear then is maybe they're just actually afraid of the whole scenario versus they don't actually like it. 
And this distinction is so important because like I mentioned, it can prevent you from moving towards something that might, as in my case, end up being the thing that you love. I mean, think about had I not chosen the NICU, which I did right after grad school. I mean, a year at that, a year from that date in, that was July of 2003, a year later, July of 2004, I had signed a contract for the NICU. I mean, I never would have happened if I hadn't had that moment with that nurse in the uh, postpartum unit. And when I think about like what that's done for my life moving forward, certainly it's really hard to understand exactly what your life would look like, but it would probably have been completely different. I mean, it's the difference between the jobs I took, the cities that I moved to, um, the grad school program I did, which of course took me to a move out to Atlanta. Um, It's the difference between me moving and finding a job in San Diego where I ultimately met my husband. You know, I think about like some of these movies out there. Um, I think Gwyneth Paltrow was in one where they show you two versions of, of the same thing. Like if she'd made one decision, uh, her life would go in one direction and in another decision, it would go a completely different way. And actually just this last weekend, uh, my poor husband, I had listened to a podcast and they mentioned this movie um, with Matt Damon called The Adjustment Bureau. And I just sort of like decided to trust them and have us watch it, which was a mistake. And I apologize for any of you who like that movie. No offense by any means. It just wasn't my type of movie. Um and my husband was like, seriously, what are we watching here? I even found myself um, saying like two-thirds of the way through, I was like, ah, you know, I kind of want to know how this plays out and what happens, but I don't really want to go through the hassle of finishing the movie. Um, so I didn't particularly like it. But it's an interesting concept, right? You wonder if you'd made a different decision where your life would have been. And I truly believe that had I not had that realization had I not made the distinction between fear versus dislike, my life would be drastically different. And maybe equally as good, but honestly, I pretty much love my life. So I'm happy that I made that distinction, that I took that time to learn that lesson. So the important thing to really think about is to be on to yourself when you're making decisions on your career, do you legitimately not like something or are you simply afraid of the unknown? Now, it's okay if the answer is that you legitimately just don't like it. So maybe, you know, hemonc or outpatient or NICU or whatever it might be, maybe you just don't like it and you don't even really know why, but you just don't, and that's fine. Or maybe it is that you actually are afraid of something, you are afraid of the unknown, but you don't really want to even learn and figure it out. Okay, that's also okay. So, you know, for example, I'm kind of afraid to skydive, and I'm cool with that. I don't need to learn about it. I don't need to try it out. I'm just gonna let myself be afraid and let it be, let it be, right? What I've noticed is that when I'm learning sometimes, when I say that I don't like something, what I really mean is I just don't like that feeling of being afraid. I don't like that feeling that I might not be enough or that I might make a mistake or whatever it is that I'm kind of telling myself in that moment. That's really what I don't like. So 
it's an important distinction because the answer for me in those two situations or in that situation would be to simply, number one, accept that fear is just a normal part of change and growth, that it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm you know, choosing the wrong path in my career or that I shouldn't do the NICU or whatever it might be. And secondly, to use those situations to practice building the skill of having my own back. I can practice the skill of self-validation or self-forgiveness. And isn't that a much better place to be in my life where I have done something new and practiced those skills versus just sold myself on the idea that I didn't like it without any more introspection beyond that and just moved on. And, you know, for me, it's it's really continued to come up in my career over time. Um, the story that I told you in the beginning from 2003, that was the first time I'd ever really noticed this, you know, dislike versus fear thing come up for me. Um, but it hasn't been the last. It's happened a couple other times where, you know, one time in particular, I remember being at work years ago and I had to go intubate a patient. And I remember like as I was walking to the room to do the procedure, the narrative in my head was, oh, I don't like my job. Why am I doing this? Um, you know, whatever else I was saying, but it was basically a narrative around dislike. And then I went and intubated the patient and I'm leaving the room and suddenly I like my job, which is silly obviously, because my job hasn't changed in the course of 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, here it is again. I was afraid of this procedure. Um, I was afraid of making a mistake. It was way back when I was kind of first learning it. Um, I wasn't super confident on it. And um, I was just selling myself on the idea that I just didn't like my job, which is stupid. Uh, but you know, this is how our brains work, right? It's what we do. So it's happened over the years. And one of the most impactful examples I've seen of this um, outside of myself as a trainer is, gosh, this must have been, oh, I would say probably nine or 10 years ago now. Um, the first program that I ever trained, no, second, excuse me, second program that I ever trained, I was working with a gentleman, his name was Brandon. And I think he was, you know, in his mid to late 20s, really successful in his career already. And he walked in and kind of told me like, yeah, you know, I just, I don't really like people. Eh, I just don't really like them. Um, and he was otherwise a nice guy. He had a fiance who was really sweet. Um, but, you know, he just sort of like, the narrative he kind of sold me on was like, oh, I'm just a guy who doesn't like other people. And the program that he was taking, there was a huge component on connection, building relationships, um, to help us with our success. And so, you know, like it or not, here he is in a program where he's, you know, we're, we're really trying to sell the idea of connecting with others intentionally. And after the course of two or three sessions, it came out that actually he has a little bit of social anxiety and doesn't really feel comfortable with people, doesn't really know how to relate to them. So, you know, listen to that, right? That is exactly this same situation, fear versus dislike. He walked into the course trying to tell me or trying to sell me on the idea that he just doesn't like people, dislike, right? When in fact, he's afraid. 
because he doesn't know how to relate. He doesn't have that skill set yet. So it's kind of the unknown to him. So notice how he once again really sold himself so much that that's sort of the way he walked around. But what we did over the course of eight weeks was just teach him some skills, you know, just general social skills that are really underutilized for all of us. And when he started to implement them, he, of course, as you can guess, stopped disliking people because that was never the problem to begin with. And can you imagine how much his life opened up after that? I mean, really, like, think about your life if you are um, nervous talking around other people or don't know how to really kind of build a a tribe around you when you're in a stressful situation, when you've got a stressful job, when you're at work and work is really hard and you haven't built in your support system at work, how much harder is your day than if you have? So yeah, his life changed completely. So I'm not saying that anything that we don't like or anytime we don't like something this is what's operating under the surface, right? We don't always have to overanalyze or even analyze at all what's really going on. Sometimes we just don't like something, obviously, and that's fine. I'm also not even saying that if this is what's operating under the surface, that we actually are afraid of the thing we tell ourselves we don't like, that we need to push through it every time, as I mentioned above with skydiving. Simply, my goal here is to offer this as a possibility. I just want to be a bug in your ear that it's possible that the thing you think you dislike, you might actually like. And heck, in my case, it might even be the sweet spot, the thing that you would learn to love. And the only way we're really going to know is if we're completely honest with ourselves about how we really feel. So the big question here is, how do we really know the difference between fear or dislike? How do we know if this is kind of operating under the surface where we're selling ourselves on the idea or the narrative that we dislike something when in fact we're really afraid? And honestly, I don't think it's hard to know the difference. I think it just takes a little time of honest reflection And if after that, you're still really unsure and you just want to know, honestly, after that, the only real way to know is to give it a shot. Start learning, lean in, and just see what happens. All right, everyone, that's what I've got for you this week. Thanks for being here. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Things We Should Have Learned in Nursing School. If you found this episode helpful, please return the love by rating the show. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, I'd love to hear your comments, questions, or topic requests. You can email me at rachel at elevatenurses.com. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L at elevatenurses.com. I'll talk to you all next week.